can't get there by yourself. You know, I've heard people and, you know, all I need is Jesus. And I love that. That's great. We all need Jesus. Can I, we all are in agreement on that. But you need some Jesus people in your life. Even Batman needed Robin. Can I get a witness? Amen. Uh, 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 Starsky needed Hutch. Can I get a witness up in here? Amen. Even Tom needed Jerry. Come on. They got along every once in a while. Come on. <laughs> you know, how many of you watch football? It's about 99% of us. The other one, we need to get you. We need to make an altar call right now. <laughs> we need to get you saved. So, how many of y'all have ever watched the Hall of Fame? Okay, about, about 80% of us. And normally, when somebody gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, they get the yellow jacket, and that's a symbol that, you know, you made it, you, you, had, you, you had some phenomenal numbers, you just weren't an average player on the field, you were an above average, you know, person that operated in excellence, but if you ever watched uh, a Hall of Famer uh, give their speech, they typically give them between 20 and 30 minutes, and they would probably spend about maybe a third, if not a half of that time, thanking the people that helped them along the way. Because even with their spectacular skill sets and talents, they knew they had to pinpoint certain people that helped them along the way. Matter of fact, one of the speeches that touched me the most was a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, Michael Irvin. Anybody familiar with Michael Irvin? He played for the cowgirls, I mean the cowboys. Y'all pray for me. Amen. Now, if you watched him early in his career, he was phenomenal on the field, but was crazy off the field. And if you remember, he got into some trouble with the law because they busted into his hotel room. There's cocaine everywhere and women everywhere. Now, after you didn't got caught with women, cocaine, and it's been on the news, wouldn't you show up into court with a three-piece suit, very humble? This brother shows up to court in a mink coat with a toothpick in his mouth. I said, oh man, they about to throw the book at him. Only thing going to keep him is that he's a phenomenal athlete and he didn't dump a whole bunch of money on this lawyer. Long story short, he comes through that. Of course, he gets convicted. He gets suspended for a little while, probably maybe three, four games. I can't remember exactly how many it is. But then during his Hall of Fame speech years later, one of the names that he mentioned that helped him get on track spiritually was a gentleman that we all probably know that I was just with this Friday named Bishop T.D. Jakes. Because you need somebody that can speak into your life. You need somebody that can help bring safety to your life. Because a lot of us can be crazy. Can I get a witness on here? Up in here. Some of us, all of us at one time in our life went through a season where we were stuck on stupid and parked on dumb. Can I get a witness up in here? Somebody need to scream but God. But you can look over the course of your life that God began to strategically put people in your life that had your answer and not your problem. Amen. And you made a decision to delete some people out of your life that were bringing problems to your life. Anybody been in that season where it just seemed like when you were just with certain individuals, you got in trouble. They had no favor on their life. I believe that sometime before the real thing comes into our life, there's counterfeits that kind of linger in our life. There's those takers that come into our life. Can I get a witness? I call them takers and collectors. Anytime you see them, you know they want something. 
when you see the phone ringing, it ain't even how you doing. Well, that's probably maybe they might say that, but you know where they're going. Can I get a witness up in here? I'm like, you look at the call ID. They ain't called in a while. You know they got a need. But let's get into this. You make me better. Two are better than one. Can I get a witness? Now, I believe that you're awesome all by yourself. I believe, I believe like what David said in 1 uh, Samuel verse 30, verse, uh, no, 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Uh, Daniel, I'm sorry, David says that I was greatly distressed. He said, but I, I strengthened myself in the Lord. And I believe that there are times in your life that when you hit a wall, amen, you shouldn't be so quick to pick up the phone and call somebody to encourage you. But there's times in your life where you got to learn how to encourage yourself. Can I get a witness up in here? Anybody ever hit a wall and you had to begin to encourage yourself? You had to lay hands on yourself prophesy over yourself I believe in that but I also believe that where God is trying to take you you can get there a whole lot quicker matter of fact I believe God will fast track you further into your destiny when you get connected to the right people get around people that make your baby leap on the inside of you amen if there's a gift on the inside of you if there's a passion on the inside of you make sure you get around people that that make your baby leap amen make sure you get connected to people that celebrate you and not tolerate you because they'll tolerate you then eventually cremate you so the minute they stop celebrating you maybe God is saying there's an expiration date on that relationship amen it matters who's in your world but you don't get by revelation you get by association two are better than one even Deuteronomy 32 and 30 says one will put a thousand to flight, two, ten thousand. So numbers do matter, amen? So it says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So there's even a reward that comes, amen, when you have people that come alongside of you. Make sure you got the right people that are doing life with you. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor uh, for they fall for, for if, if they fall one will lift up his companion but woe to him who is alone when he falls. Boy, you better make sure you have somebody in your life that when you fall that they're right there. That they have compassion. You better have somebody in your life that you can be vulnerable with even. I heard a pastor say this, and he's a good friend of mine. He's been pastoring for 30 years, and he told me how he would um, preach from a legalistic, dogmatic stance. Always, instead of building the people up, he would beat the people up. And then he had a human moment, and it was all on the news, and he said when he needed mercy, he couldn't give none because he never sold it. Now, he's major. He's made a bounce. He's bounced back from what he did and all of that, and, God's giving him a mega church and doing well. But he said, man, I've learned to change my stance when it comes to preaching to people. He said, because I was beating people up on Sunday. I was cutting them, telling them, you ain't doing this right. And then he would tell them, I don't need none of y'all. Y'all ain't going to never hear me say, I don't need none of y'all. I need everybody up in here. I know that ain't good English, but y'all know exactly what I said. I need to do life with all of y'all. Why? Because we're trying to build God's what? His kingdom. One family out of what? Amen. And I need everybody to play a part in that. I need you to invite people. I need to tell them you go to the best church on the earth. 
You need to tell them the music is off the chain. The brother can even preach a little bit. He's going to quote some scripture. He's going to help you turn a corner spiritually. Matter of fact, I, I, I'm just going to bring you. Let him spiritually clean you up because that's what he do. When I give all the glory and the honor to God because I know exactly where I am. I am not the smartest person on the earth, but I know Romans 12, 3 says to not think more highly of yourself than you ought to. I got a little something to offer, praise the Lord. Amen. And even me, where I'm at now, I know I did not get to where I am today by myself. There are certain people that have come alongside of me, amen, and saw a gift and told me that I was called to lead people and so on and so forth. It was things like that that spiritually stimulated that kept me in the game, if you will. But go to Proverbs eleven fourteen, and we'll expound some more because I, I got to give this to you. It says, where there, there's no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude, somebody say multitude, of counselors, there's safety. You gotta, so my first point is this, you, in order for you to get better, you got to make sure that you surround yourself with a multitude of people that can help you, that will do life with you, amen, that will bring a level of safety to your life. The word safety, look what this means. The word safety, it, it, it means uh, uh, that they bring a level of protection to you. They bring a level of security. And I like this, they bring well-being into your life. So again, number one, you make me better. It's important for you to have people that bring safety to you, that bring protection, security, and well-being. Because there are times that we as believers struggle with insecurity. That's why it's important that you get connected to somebody that can bring a level of security and protection and well-being into your life to help your life get in alignment with God. That might mean you getting connected to somebody that's smarter than you. You can't be intimidated by people that's more experienced than you. I'm telling you right now, one of the reasons why I am where I am is because my three mentors, one's been pastoring for 39 years, one 36 years, and one 33 years. I'm 11, so I got almost, I got over 100 years worth of pastoral experience between these three mentors that have helped me along the way, amen? They brought a level of protection, well-being, and security into my life. I can remember when... We left, we were leaving the gymnasium. We did three years, eight months, and two days between a swap meet, a cafeteria, and a gym. And one of my mentors, Bishop Edgar Van, who passes in Detroit, he said, now that you're moving into your own building, he said, give it a year. He said, those people that were helping you in the swap meet, cafeteria, and gym, he says 70% of them are getting ready to leave because they were just there for that season. They were, they were in your life and they were significant. He says, but they're not going to see their significance in the building. I said, but Bishop, we just hitting lights now. We turn the air conditioned units on and we're not breaking down and setting up anymore. And he said, give it a year. He said, you're going to be calling me about some of them people that's going to transition. And I just, <laughs> you don't know what he's talking about. I'm four years old. I've been passing for four and a half years. Boy, nine months pass. I'll call Bishop. These purple people didn't laugh. He said, I told you they don't see their significance. He said, what it is, a lot of times there are certain people that are not qualified for your future. I believe that's a word for somebody that's in here even right now. That person that walked out of your life, it's because they're not qualified for your future. 
there was an expiration date on that relationship and that's why you even begin to feel before they left I'm outgrowing this person anybody ever just been a part of a group and you knew I didn't outgrew these people you like God trying to take you somewhere else so you can be stretched matter of fact is you 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 got so complacent with them you started dumbing yourself down See, whenever you feel like you got to dumb yourself down in a circle, maybe that's God trying to transition you out of that circle because I'm learning that if you're the smartest person in your circle, look at your neighbor and say, you're in the wrong circle. You better make sure that there are people in that circle that's got way more experience than you, that's better than you, that can help bring you up to your next dimension because you can't go to your next dimension unless you got somebody in your life that can bring a level of safety to you, a level of protection, a level of security and well-being. So number one, you're awesome by yourself, but how much more awesome can you be if you got somebody in your life that makes you better? That brings safety into your life. Because remember, two is better than one. Look at somebody and say, two is better than one. Let's look at the second point. Number two, you sharpen me. You got to have people around you that bring safety to you and then also that sharpen you. Go to Proverbs 20, uh, Proverbs, yeah, Proverbs 27 and 17. Look at this real quick. Proverbs 27. And 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. The word sharpen means that they improve you. They polish you. I like this one. They enhance you. They, they fine tune you. And also they perfect you. What's that word perfect? means the, these are people, these people that sharpen you should make you better. They, they, they should enhance you, polish you, improve you, and fine-tune you. Anybody ever had to have a tune-up on their car before? Your car can't even get you to your true destination if you don't take it in for a tune-up every once in a while. You better make sure that you have somebody in your life that can spiritually tune you up. You better make sure that you got somebody in your life they sharpen you. They make you better. Amen. They cause you to enhance. They cause you to improve. They literally make the baby on the inside of you leap. If you don't have people like that in your life, you will mess around here and you will forfeit everything that God wants to do in you, through you, and for you. Because there's a reason why God will strategically put people in your life to help take you to your next dimension. Get around people that's got your answer and not your problem. So number two, you got to have people in your life that sharpen you. I can remember, you know, accepting my calling at 24 years old. One of the first things I did was get me a mentor. And I started preaching the gospel at 25. But it was this guy named Michael King that would meet with me every Monday at Sizzlers. And he would pour into me. He would encourage me. Amen. He would speak to my spirit. Amen. And I was able to be, be vulnerable with him and tell him different things that I was struggling with. Amen. Because how many of you know that if you don't own your stuff, it'll own you. What you don't identify, you can't crucify. Amen. So it's important that you get somebody in your life that... Yes, they're sharpening you, but then you, as being mentored, have to be willing to be vulnerable with them. Amen? 
you got to be willing to put things out on the table, amen, or else what will happen is, I've heard people say, God's going to do in you what he wanted through. No, he ain't. You can abort your destiny by not doing things on your end. I've had people that have disagreed with me. I don't believe that. I just believe God's going to do what he wanted to do. Well, if that's the case, then he would have did what he wanted to do through Samson. Anybody know a little bit about Samson's life? Samson hit a big wall in his life, didn't he? And finally gave in to Delilah. She said, where's your strength? Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. Can I get a witness? And he finally gave in and told her where his strength came from. And it was time for him to use his strength because she took it all. First thing they did was gouged out his eyes because a man without a what? Well, what? A man without a vision will perish. Y'all read the Bible, actually. If I said that at 1130, they'd be looking at me like, Pastor, you're supposed to finish that. I was at the club last night. That's my 1130 crew. Bless their heart. I even preached to them different. You know. I got to cuss and everything at that service. That's why every once in a while I cuss at this service just to warm up. It's my warm-up service. And then I can't even cuss at the 8 o'clock because they so saved. They act like they ain't never been in transition before. <laughs> they just had a different season. I love it. Even though that I'm one church, it's like I still got three locations. Because each service is different. Interesting. But number one, you better have people in your life that bring safety to you. Number two, you got to have people that sharpen you. That's why at 8 o'clock, I'm sorry, yeah, 8 a.m. every Saturday, we have a, a ministry here called Iron to Iron, amen? And that ministry, the whole bottom line is to help sharpen men, to help improve these men, to help enhance them, to help polish them spiritually. Because if you don't have anybody polishing you and fine-tuning you spiritually, you will never have leverage on the enemy. You will never have an edge on the enemy, amen? Because two is what? Boy, y'all got it. I could close out. Let's close. <laughs> I still got a couple more points. But <laughs> number one, got to get people in your life. Some of you even right now have family members and friends in this ministry uh, are at this church today that have brought a level of safety into your life. They've, they've sharpened you when your countenance was off, when your life was going south. It was that person that came and sharpened you spiritually we have to have those kind of people again go 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 back to that uh, uh, iron sharpeneth iron uh, 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 so a man sharpens somebody say sharpens see a lot of you being spiritually sharp it all boils down to who's sharpening you that's why it's important that you give access to give people access to your soul that's why I count it an honor and a privilege to be a pastor to so many awesome people is because every time you come in here you're saying I got to open up my spirit because I believe that that man up there, he is the voice of God in the earth for me. I believe that he can spiritually polish me. I believe that when he opens up his mouth, that God is speaking through him to help spiritually enhance me. 
so that if I'm between a rock and a hard place that I know that he will tell me that Isaiah 54 and 17 says no weapon formed against me shall prosper I know that man's going to tell me in Romans 8 31 that if God be for me who can be against me that man's going to tell me that Romans chapter 8 tells me in verse 37 that I'm more than the conqueror because I'm in Christ Jesus do I have anybody at the 930 service that knows that you're not just a conqueror but somebody scream I'm more than a conqueror and all the conquerors give God a hand praise in this place if, if you look up that word conqueror and, and, and what it denotes it means that you are super victorious that's why I always say that you're not getting the victory you're fighting from a place of victory because Jesus already blazed a trail for you and I because of the blood how many believe there's still power in the blood amen that there's power in the blood I wouldn't be standing here today if it wasn't for the blood somebody at this 930 service needs to give God a hand praise because if it wasn't for the blood the deaf angel would have got you if it wasn't for the blood you wouldn't have been safe if it wasn't for the blood you would be a hot mess if it wasn't for the blood you would have crashed and burned if it wasn't for the blood you would have died in that car wreck if it wasn't for the blood you would have died in your mother's womb and been stillborn somebody need to give god praise for the blood slap somebody say it was the blood it was the blood it was the blood. We'll talk about the blood on next week, first Sunday, being communion service. But we know without a shout of a doubt that it was, wasn't, wasn't for the blood, you'd still be crazy. If it wasn't for the blood, you'd still be in that dark place. If it wasn't for certain people that came alongside of you, that person that brought a level of safety to you, that told you that it's going to be all right. They, they gave you a prophetic word and said, listen, I know it hurts that, that that person walked out of your life, but I'm here to tell you that God is taking you to another dimension because that person wasn't qualified for your future. That God's getting ready to put other people into your life to take you where you need to go. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, who's sharpening you? Who's sharpening you? Is that person making you better? Is that person bringing safety into your life? Is that person bringing a level of security? Is that person helping you enhance and improve? Does that person polish you? Or by the time you get done dealing with them, you feel depleted. You better be careful of takers and collectors. I don't mind giving to you, but we need to reciprocate. I need you to get dinner this time. Did y'all catch that? The check coming, you start looking the other way, hemming and hawing. That's not a time to be hit at a box. I need you to get your card out. Because <laughs> you feed me, going to bless you. Because I'm, 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 I'm good ground. See, then you better take on that mentality that you're good ground to be sold back into. I remember back when I would take people once, I got it. And then I realized I need to start letting you pick it up. Sowing to me. So the Bible says you give to a prophet, you receive a what? A prophet's reward. But y'all been reading the Bible. Close the service out. <laughs> so number one, 
You need friends and family in your life that will bring a level of safety to you. You need family and friends in your life, amen, that will, will sharpen you, make you better. I believe that's why, remember Jesus was in the temple and the rabbi said, hey, Jesus, he said, uh, your mother and your brother outside. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Boy, he gave them a revelation. And these are men that have been walking with God that knew the law like the back of their hand. And you got this little 12-year-old boy talking about, who is my mother? In other words, he was telling the rabbis, they can wait. Because right now, you my mother. Right now, you my brother. You understand what I'm saying? Anybody ever gotten some better results from people outside of your family? Isn't that interesting? Because a lot of times, family, they get the level of entitlement like you're supposed to. That's why I love pastoring strangers. I don't want pastor none of my family. Why? Because it's hard for them to get past Reggie. See, that wasn't nothing but a thing. Y'all like, we like Pastor Steele. That's because you didn't know Reggie. So the few, the few, fewer people that knew Reggie, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because I've tried to pastor some family members. What up, Reg? Oh, it's Pastor Steele. You got to honor the office. I'm not even title driven because I already know who I am. I'm very secure in who I am. I heard a preacher say that, that, that if ain't nobody following you, you're just a Negro taking the walk. So when you look around this room, we got a lot of people that's following this ministry that believe in the God in me. So I'm, that, the, my, my insecurity is not on my radar. And I, at one time, was it? You better believe it. When I was in the swap meet preaching to more chairs than people, I was like, Lord, did you call me back to being the deacon? Because I didn't went from 93 people to 37. Because I saw 93 people come to that first service on January 2nd. So in my mind, 93, we about to be 180 the next week. 37. I'm preaching to more chairs. And then God had enough nerve to tell me, I gave you faith to buy 150 chairs. Why are you only putting 100 out? I said, Lord, but didn't you just see it was 37 people and I got 100 chairs out? He said, you better put them other 50 chairs out. Put 150 chairs out and prophesy over these chairs every night so I can fill them. I will walk up in that swap meet. <laughs> not only did God fill that swap meet up once, not only did he fill it up twice, but he filled that place up three times because he leaves it the ball in our court to call things that be not as though they are. Romans chapter 4 verse 17 says, by faith we call things that be not as though they are. That's why if you have children, amen, that have walked away from God and you know you did the Proverbs 22, 6, you trained them up in the way that they were supposed to go and they made the decision to go south. It's up to you to open up your mouth and begin to call things that be not as though they are because the Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 21 that death and life is in the power of your tongue. It's time for you to open up your mouth and begin to call things back into alignment. Somebody give God a praise in this place. Somebody scream, come into alignment. So now that you put it in the atmosphere, guess what? God is going to move on it. I didn't say it's going to happen tomorrow, but you need to know that delay does not mean denied because I'm a product of prayers. I'm a product of my mom laying prostrate. I'm a product of my mom saying that my son will preach the gospel. I'm a product of my mom saying he shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. Somebody give God a play in this place. 
somebody and say, call it in. Call it in. Well, pastor, it didn't happen yet. Call it in. Pastor, I just don't know. I got unbelief. Even the gentleman whose son was bound by demons, he said, I believe, but he said, help my unbelief. And I believe part of the reason why God moved in this situation is because he kept it 100. See, if you know how to keep it 100 with God, God will move in your situation with just a little faith. Sometimes it don't even take mega faith. It just take a little bit of faith. And you standing on the promises of God that are yes and amen. So number one, we got friends and family in our life to bring safety to us. Number two, he gives us friends and he, he gives us family to sharpen us. Number three, you got to get people in your life, amen, that will give you truth. Look at your neighbor and say, ouch. Don't sit up here and act like truth don't make us uncomfortable at times. I'll never forget Deacon Michael King when I preached my, they called it trial sermon back then. He said, now, you spend a lot of time on your testimony more than taking the text. He said, now, when you preach a second time, he said, you need to put some scriptures together. He said, because your testimony ain't going to set somebody free. He said, it's good to hear because we overcome us by the words of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. But, you know, you don't need to tell your testimony the whole 45 minutes. Because at the end of the day, lives, amen, the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, so now you need to put some scriptures together next time you preach. So my next message, I preached a message 20 years ago called Roll with the Punches. But I talked about me the whole time and how I had to roll with the punches. Now the next time I preached, I preached a message called Stupid Faith. How it's important, amen, that you step out of logic. And I'll begin to talk about 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. We, we walk by faith and not by sight. In Romans 1, 17, and the just shall live by faith. And people were like, how do you know all them scriptures? Because my mentor told me to not be coming up here the second time with my testimony. So he told me to put some scriptures together. See, when you let somebody mentor you, that means you're giving them permission to tour your life. So when somebody comes to me and says they want me to mentor them, that means I got to give you truth. Just like one of my pastor friends that I'm mentoring right now, he's out of Alabama, and he came and sat with our staff, and he learned what we're doing, and he said, Pastor, still not growing. And I said, the reason why your church ain't growing, and thank God I got a witness with me, because me and Greg were driving to, to uh, uh, Palm, uh, uh, Palm Springs. I had to preach there, so we're driving three and a half hours, and I told him your church ain't growing because your allegiance is split. He said, what do you mean, Pastor? I said, you won't let go of that $45,000 a year job. You can't work as a counselor at an elementary school and lead people on Sunday and Wednesday. Because you haven't wholeheartedly uh, uh, bought in to what God calls you to do, he can't blow on your ministry. And that's why six years later, you got 30 members. He said, Pastor, when you told me that, man, I was hurt. You made me feel so uncomfortable. I just felt I wasn't even going to call you again. See, you know when you got a friend, when you give them truth and they make some adjustments, and they start tweaking things in their life. Well, he put his two weeks in back in late May, and now, we're here we are, September, his church has almost tripled.
Why? Because he made the decision to apply that truth to his life. Because sometimes you got to say it hurts so good. Because truth hurts. Truth is uncomfortable. Anybody ever been sitting in the church like I was years ago and I was living in fornication and the pastor said, I don't know why I can't leave this topic of fornication. And I'm sitting up here like, I want to be, this is a, a tailor word made for me. Here I got one kid already and got one on the way. But it was that, that stimulated. It was that truth that said you need to make a move. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm still obviously married to that woman. <laughs> Five kids later. But it was a word, like it was a provoking word because see, people that give you truth sometimes is provoking. Makes you feel uncomfortable. Go, matter of fact, go, let's go, go to, um, go to uh, 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 John 8.31. John 8.31. It says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, somebody abide in my word. You are my disciples indeed. If you abide in my word. He says, you're my, that's why I always say not all Christians are disciples. It's the ones that abide in his word. Next verse. So it says, if you abide in my word and you shall know the truth. And the truth, somebody say truth. Shall make you free. So when somebody's trying to give you truth, they're not giving you truth to keep you bound. They're trying to help get you from being bound. They're trying to give you truth so you can be free. So if somebody's mentoring you and somebody's speaking, a family member or a friend says something that you don't like, maybe you need to process it. Maybe you need to be like, you know what? This person is trying to bring a level of freedom to me, and I am tripping. I have been shacking for 17 years. Maybe I need the, the Proverbs 18.22 says, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. Somebody say favor. From the Lord. Maybe, maybe because I'm, I, 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 I've kind of tippy-toed around that text, maybe that's why I'm in a predicament I'm in. Maybe God hasn't fast-tracked the, 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 the favor that I'm supposed to have because I'm still up in here doing me. It was stuff like that that messed me up. And I'm like, to the point to where it starts an argument. I'm like, did you tell the pastor? <laughs> pastor get up there talking about couples have been arguing. I feel it in my spirit. And I'm looking at her like, you didn't call them. <laughs> no, that's the Holy Spirit speaking. Amen. So, number three, in order to get better, you got to have family and friends that are able to give you truth. Somebody say truth. Mm-hmm. And then go to Galatians 4.16. Look at this real quick. Now, y'all know this is one of my favorite scriptures. Look at this. It says, have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I know I have not become. Matter of fact, a real friend is going to give you truth. But sometimes we'll look at a friend or a family member that gives us truth as the enemy. No, 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 no. I'm trying to help you put you in a position to win, so I'm going to give you truth. I'm going to tell you about yourself. So be before you wreck yourself. So my third point is this, people of God, that in order for you to get better, make sure you got a family or a friend, somebody that will give you truth, and then you got to be open to it and say, you know what, I'm going to own that. You know what, I do have an ego. I had to tell somebody two weeks ago, Part of the reason why his church ain't growing, I said, brother, your ego. You know, ego means edging God out. I said, brother, you walking around here like you all that in a bag of chips, brother, and I know your real numbers. 
Oh, they got quiet up here. Pastor, you be doing folks like that? God is one thing, but y'all might not know what kind of man of God y'all sit under. I'm a pastor, yes, but I operate in the office of a bishop, which means I oversee of the churches. So I have an apostolic anointing to give people truth. And I'm very confrontational. I don't sit around being passive aggressive because passive aggressive won't get you to places like this. So the Bible says the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent take it by what? Force. And then there's times I got to love on them and hold their hand. But then there's times I'd be like, you need your ego. God ain't going to elevate you till you get humble. Put up James 4, uh, uh, 10. James 4, 10. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will what? Lift you up. He not going to lift you up till you get low. You want to go high? You got to get low. My mom taught me the way up is down. Sometimes you got to humble yourself. Now go back to Galatians 4 and 16. Please, if you could put this up in the message Bible. I, I like this. Look at this in the message Bible. Message Bible. Uh, 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 Galatians uh, uh, chapter 4 uh, verse 16. Galatians uh, uh, chapter 4 verse 16. Uh, if we can get that. It, 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 it says, and, and now I have suddenly, have I suddenly become your enemy simply by telling you the truth? I can't believe it. I thought we was good. Now all of a sudden you done got uncomfortable because now I didn't drop something up on you and now, and you know you need to make that adjustment to go where God is trying to take you. But you never get there because you more stuck on that. I can't believe he went there. You need to thank God that there are certain people that went there with you. Well, I'll never forget my mom told me when she would beat me. You know, when we got beat, we got beat with extension cords. We would get excited when my mom would say, we're going, I'm going to whoop you. We got excited because it's the difference between getting whooped and beat. Because you know if you're going to get whooped, that's a belt. But she said, I'm going to beat you. That meant an extension cord, a, 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 a record. Come on, somebody. I, you know, we live in this iPads and we got CDs and mp3s we got whooped with an album whatever anybody came up in that era where whatever was closest around you got beat with a tape recorder shoe if nothing wasn't around shoe if you in the kitchen they going for the broom oh see y'all ain't and then had enough nerve to tell me after she beat me Dad, you're going to thank me one day. You know, when you ate, you like, I'm going to thank you. She said, this whooping's like this that's going to keep you out of Florence Penitentiary. She said, this whooping's like this that when you go out here and act a fool, you're going to even have boundaries. There are certain things you're not going to do that other people are going to do. Anybody ever been there? they like, man, y'all about to go do that. I got to go. You can call me a punk if you want to, but I'm out. My mama taught me better than that. I can't do that. Now, you know, there were certain things that we did, but we had boundaries because of our upbringing. And when I got 25, and I'm sorry, 27, and by the time I was 27 and had five kids, I said, Mama, thank you. I get it. Because I didn't have to beat them. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me. Y'all ain't. 
Now, I didn't use no extension cords like that. Now they're called 911. How many know your kids will call 911? I wish one of my kids would. I will. I'm up. By the time they get here, they might need to bring the hearse too. Can I get a witness up in here? That's, that, that 911 better not even be on your radar. 911 is for if you ran into a table and gashed your head open. <laughs> Let me get back to where I was at. Where was I at? <laughs> you got to get around people that bring truth. It's going to be uncomfortable, but have, have I become your enemy? Put that back up in, in the message and we're going to move on to my last point and we're done. And now have I suddenly become your enemy simply by telling you the truth? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Give people truth. You need somebody in your life that will give you truth. Last thing is this. So, uh, number one is you bring safety to my life. I need people that sharpen me. I need people that give me truth. The last thing is get connected to faith people. Go to Mark chapter 2, verse 1. Mark chapter 2. It says, uh, and again, he entered Capernaum and after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. And it says, immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. So this is Jesus. He's, he's preaching the word to people, but there's no room to even get in the house. Next verse. Then it says, and then they came to him bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. You better make sure you got people that carry you. So here it is. He's in a paralyzed state, but he's got these men carrying him. Next verse. Then it says, and when they could not come near him, Talking about Jesus, because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. Next verse. Verse 5. Then it says, when Jesus saw their faith, somebody say their faith. The paralytic, he said to the paralytic, son, your sins are forgiven you. But what if he didn't have his friends that helped carry him to Jesus? And what I love about his friends, they were ride or die type of people. You better have a ride or die person in your life. Because what's interesting is that when the house was crowded, his four friends could have said, you know what? Jim, I'm just giving them the name Jim. Jim, we're sorry. But you're not going to get your breakthrough today because there's the house is crowded. But no, his friends were persistent. His friends were determined. You better make sure you have some people in your life that are persistent, that are determined to help you get your breakthrough. And the Bible says that they got on top of the roof. They did something extreme. Amen. And when it was all said and done, the Bible says Jesus saw their faith. Somebody say their faith. And the Bible says that he said, son, your sins are forgiven. Which, in actuality, kind of puts me in the place spiritually to think that whatever he was, the reason why he was in his condition is because of his sin. How many know your condition, your sin can put you in a certain condition? But because he has some friends in his life, God changed his position, changed his condition, and shifted him into a different position because he had some friends that believed that he could get a breakthrough. Regardless of where you are in life, 
You better make sure you have some people that are in your life that'll stand by you, that'll be ride or die. See, I got a mom that was a ride or die. And I love my dad, but it was my dad that said he won't live past 25, get an insurance policy, the boy crazy. You know how dads, we give up quick. It's over. It's a wrap. But mamas be like, no, he shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. I didn't carry that boy around for nine months for him to be a hot mess. He might be a mess right now, but one day he's going to be a messenger in God's kingdom. I see him being a miracle, so I'm not throwing the towel on Reggie Still, You better make sure that you got people in your life that won't throw the towel on you. Yes, I get, I, I, I get messed up by some of the mistakes that you made, but at the end of the day, I'm going to be a ride or die in your life because I see your potential matter of fact I see your tomorrow you might be crazy today but I see your tomorrow I see God doing exceedingly abundantly above more than you can even imagine or even think I see God doing some things in you and through you and for you so I'm going to stand around and I'm going to watch what God is going to do so if I got to carry you to your breakthrough if I got to carry you to church if I got to be determined for you if I got to be consistent for you so be it because at the end of the day the bible says the first shall be last and the last shall be first somebody give god a praise in this place high five two or three people and tell them get around faith people get around faith people Get around people that encourage you. Get around people that stimulate you. Get around people that make that baby leap on the inside of you. Get around people that's got your answer. Get around people that make you better. Get around people that bring safety to your life. Get around people amen, that sharpen you, that give you truth. Somebody give God praise one more time in this place. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, seal this word in our hearts today. Lord, we thank you that we will do these four things that we learned today in order to get better. That we will make sure we have people in our life that bring safety to our life. Not only that, they not only bring safety to our life, but they bring a level of where you use them to sharpen us. That they give us truth even when we don't want to hear it. And we thank you that these paralytic man, this man that was paralyzed was able to ride their friend's faith and then you said their faith has made you well Lord we thank you that there's nothing new under the sun that what worked then is even working today now maybe you're in this 930 service maybe you've never given your life to Jesus